Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. Before we get to Tony Basilio, a few words on his sponsors. Complete Service Heat and Air. They do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call them at 615-797-3997. They serve Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Also, direct radon mitigation. Have you heard of the high levels of radon in Middle, Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer. The only way to know is to test for it. Visit directradonmitigation.com to schedule a free estimate. And before we get to Tony, here's a few more quick words on complete service. Complete service heat and air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have warm air throughout those cold winter months. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. So as most of you know, Tennessee laid waste to Vandy Saturday night, 56 to nothing here in Nashville. Tony Basilio joins us from Knoxville. Tony, how surprised was Tennessee's coaching staff that Vandy offered zero resistance? They were blown away. I mean, they I don't think they could believe how bad the tackling was from Vanderbilt. Their Vanderbilt's level of effort on defense, I were were they both were they trying to get bowl eligible or they just decided they didn't want to go to a bowl game or season's over or let's get the golf clubs out or we've had enough of this. I mean, I'm trying to remember seeing a team just lay down like that. I mean, for, and, and the thing about Vandy there, and I'll give them credit. It was from the word go. It was from Tennessee's last first series because it wasn't like Tennessee had, like we we're talking on our post game show. What if Joe Milton would have been like super sharp at quarterback? Oh Tennessee my God. Scored 80 points on them. Yeah. 80. It's so crazy looking. So let me go, let me go to that piece of it. And then I'll kind of turn it to Watson. It seems to me this coaching staff's got kind of a, a two game opportunity to judge Milton, um, who wasn't God awful, but he certainly wasn't great. His long ball throwing, uh, I I don't know if he got tired because man, they aired it out a bunch, but off of game one, can they honestly believe they want him to be their quarterback next year? You asking me or Watson? Yeah, I'm asking you, and then obviously you and Watson can bat it around. You know, I, look, Joe Milton in high school had trouble throwing the football accurately. Joe Milton in Michigan was coached by a guy who's supposed to be a quarterback whisperer, and he lost his job there. Joe Milton at Tennessee is coached by a guy who's a quarterback whisperer, and he lost his job here. Joe Milton's been under that quarterback whisperer for, uh, what, 15 months now, and he didn't look tremendously accurate the other night. I mean, at some point, you kind of are who you are now. I'll say this for him. He's a really quality person. He's somebody that the the guys in the locker room really respect. Um, You could do a whole lot worse than him. The question for Tennessee coming off what's now a 10 and two season pending a bowl result is, can you do better? You have Nico coming in uh, next year, the true freshman that they've paid a ton of money to. And the little nugget guys is that Nico's going to practice with them during the bowl season. Uh, So they're going to get him enrolled and get him going. Um, And so 
I don't know if the thought is let's get him boned up. We were looking at Heupel's pass today, and it wouldn't be without precedent for him to play a true freshman quarterback. Dylan Gabriel at Central Florida, they played him as a true freshman. Now, it was a couple games into his freshman season, but they played him as a true freshman, and he was very good uh, during the time that he played. And Tennessee really loves this Nico kid. They also have a guy on the roster named Taven Jackson, who I believe, personally, I believe if Taven Jackson would have been healthy or was healthy, would probably get a long look in the bowl game. Um, and I think Tennessee's going to try and sell keeping him here to try to keep the wheels on him. The problem with all these things right now is that there are other staffs that are whispering in Taven Jackson's ear. And the tampering that's going to go on after this initial quiet period, uh, after this following week, the first week in December is going to be all time crazy, guys, in terms of the player movement we're about to see. And and you couldn't pay me enough to be a Division One head coach right now. No way. See David Shaw. Absolutely. See David Shaw. All yours, Watson. Uh, Tony, you know, going into the game, we talked last week that – uh, we're going to find out two big things. We're going to find out if Joe Milton is the guy, number one, and we're going to find out if Coach Heupel can handle a team that's having to come back from tough times. He's proven he can handle a team from good times. Mm-hmm. But can he handle a team from tough times? I think it went one for two. I think mm-hmm. Coach Heupel absolutely proved he can handle a team in tough times. That mm-hmm. that Tennessee team was absolutely ready to play, mm-hmm. and uh, I give them as more credit than I than I hit on Vanderbilt. I think Tennessee was absolutely into that game, man, and they they were knocking those kids around everywhere that had on black shirts and and uh, great sign to me. I mean. It, to run the football like that. People have always said, this is Tennessee's a passing team. I've said all year long, Tennessee is not a passing team. They run the football probably more than they pass it. They get more yards passing than rushing, but they get those big plays off of the pass so much. And I mean, and, and, and honestly, Tony, they did not run anything they hadn't run. They run the zone and the counter, pull the guard and tackle and run the counter. That's about what they ran, and they just knocked them down. And they get in those huge splits, and one thing we haven't talked about much is when you hand the ball off into those huge splits, I'm talking about wide receiver splits, not lineman splits. But when you hand the ball off in those big splits and you've got two guys walked out to this side or three and then two to the other side or one, and, and Vanderbilt's got to send that many with them. Look All at the green grass in between. So when you break the line of scrimmage and you don't have a bona fide all-SEC safety sitting back in the middle to tackle the guy, right? the Vanderbilt guy couldn't tackle him. Matter of fact, he couldn't catch him. Right. <laughs> he didn't miss a tackle. He right. couldn't get to yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, that's what showed to me just – clean break the line of scrimmage and there's nobody there. And now the kid just runs 80 yards for a touchdown. Uh, so I think Tennessee was very impressive. And and we're talking about the Vanderbilt defense. How about the Tennessee defense to come from giving up 63 to zero? Yep. 
South Carolina is no great offense either. They're hot here at the end of the year. They right. showed it against Clemson too, but they're not a great offense. Vanderbilt's not a great offense. But to go from giving up 63 yeah. to zero, and I mean it was a good zero. Vanderbilt didn't get inside the 20, but maybe once in the game. So I thought the defense just really responded. I go back to Coach Happel. That football team, Tony, was ready to play. You got Kurt Herbstreit all week long saying Vanderbilt's going to beat Tennessee. Uh, I'm reading it. I, he said it on game day. He picked Vanderbilt to upset. That was his upset pick. So and and he said on the air they've got locker room issues. When you got this kind of stuff being thrown at your team, and Coach Heupel then has that team ready to play like that. Another feather in his hat for me for the year. I don't. I, I know I've been bragging on him a lot, but I'm not sure this wasn't his best coaching week. I think it's better than LSU. I think it's better than Alabama because there was disarray in that football team, or at least people thought there was. No, there was. And, and, and for yeah. him to turn yeah. that corner and to get yeah. Jeremy Banks to come back and play a very good game and – and not be wild Jeremy Banks like we've yeah. seen him in some games. He was much more under control in that football game. I go back to the coaching staff. You got two coaching staffs going at each other, and the and the Tennessee coaching staff had their players ready to play. So I'm not sure Vanderbilt wasn't ready to play. I just think Tennessee's that much better than them. When they're when they're really on. Now you gotta also, Tony, understand Vanderbilt got blown out by Ole Miss in the second half. Got, got blown out by South Carolina in the second half. Got blown out the whole game against Alabama. Got blown out the whole game at Georgia. So this this team's not there yet by any – they're not up to that upper-level standard. And so when Tennessee came in and played like that, with that kind of attitude, right? I don't think Vanderbilt had a shot. Well, and you you bring up a couple great points. First of all, the Herb Street piece is just insane. I mean, how somebody that follows that sport, you could say, hey, I don't know what's going to happen in this game, or we don't know how Tennessee's going to respond. You and I both said that last week. You, yep. you, you don't know how this team, how this is going to go, and they they could be in a danger zone. So you can't say that that Vanderbilt team is going to beat that Tennessee team. I mean, it's just not. That's it, just not reality. Um, it's not, Tony. It's, it's not, not. But they had beaten Kentucky, and that, and that is true. The, the they had won though. two SEC games row. How many times yeah. has Vanderbilt ever right. gone into the Tennessee game no, with back-to-back right. -back SEC wins in history? You're right. I no, mean, I'm in modern that. history. How the many times? I'm not sure it's ever happened. Maybe I the 82 that. team did. I, they, I yeah. think we did. I think yeah. we had won some co consistent mm -hmm. SEC games going into that game. But mm -hmm. I'm not sure that's happened over once or twice in Vanderbilt history that they go into the Tennessee game on a two-game SEC winning yeah. streak, and one of them being Florida. Right. You know, I mean, I know it's not Florida, but it's still got better players than Vanderbilt, and they beat them. So I, I'm trying to get off of Vanderbilt a little bit and right. really bring on but, Tennessee. But I really know, think yeah. they just came in and and physically came in saying, we're, they're going to – we're running right through them. That well, was the game yeah. plan. They yeah. didn't trust – I don't think the staff trusted Milton yet to just let him uh, – they let him throw the deep stuff, but they didn't let him throw any intermediate where he could throw interceptions. 
Let me ask they just you let him throw takeoffs all night long. Hey, Watson, do you think that was by design? Do you think yes. they just let him throw the ball long by design? That, that- yes. I think they came in to run it down their throat, and if they'd walk out to those people, he would throw the junk stuff outside. But Vanderbilt walked out to that and didn't really and give it much to them. And so yeah. they said, we're running it down their throat, we'll take it and throw it deep about one out of every five plays. And I think poor kid only hit one. Right. I think he hit one deep ball in the game. Yeah. And uh, uh, so he's still got a lot of work to do. But give the coaching staff, Tony, a lot of credit. And I still got a big question mark at quarterback. And let me ask you this about mm-hmm. quarterback. If he plays about the same in the bowl game, mm-hmm. maybe a wee bit better, but close to the same game, mm-hmm. might hit another one here or there, mm-hmm. but he's still not anywhere close to Hendon Hooker. Mm-hmm. Do they, do they in their minds go to these young guys and do they even want Joe to come back if he's not going to be the guy? I think they like him as a team leader, Watson. I really do. I mean, I I think he's shown them that he is a um, kind of a just a really good guy. Um, and he's been a good leader for him and he's been kind of a stabilizing force for them. And, you know, the relationship he has with Hooker, to see Hooker over there, and those two guys kind of yucking it up after his first score. And they lo- I mean, you can see Hooker. Hooker loves him. Those two guys love each other. He's loved by his teammates. The problem with him is he gets in games and he just doesn't function. I mean, I don't know any other way to say that. Then he just he doesn't function like he, sh- like he looks like he should. They love this Taven Jackson. He's a freshman from Indiana. His uh, brother is a star basketball player. Uh, up at um, uh, up with IU right now, um, Jack the Jackson Davis kid, one of the best big men in college football. And Taven Jackson is a guy Josh Heupel is extremely high on. The problem there is going to be Nico's coming, and how do you keep a guy like that engaged? Because all these kids want to play. We all know that they all want to play, and and in this day and age, there's a shortage of quarterbacks. And so, how do you keep that guy on your roster? How do you keep him there? Um, Look, do I think Joe Milton's a starting quarterback next year uh, for the Vols? I mean, I hate to say this. I haven't seen anything that leads me to believe that he's the starting quarterback next year. I don't know. I mean, maybe he goes in the bowl game and, and you know, throws for 500 yards and makes a fool out of both of us. But Watson, right now, you know, I mean, it looks like, I don't want to say this to you, but it looks like if if Things hold according to form this weekend. Tennessee probably plays that Clemson team in the uh, in the Orange Bowl. Now you're going to tell me they're not going to play Clemson. I know we got to we got to keep it in the family here. Um, but at the same time, I don't see him having a great day against Clemson's defense. I mean, I don't know. Do you, Clemson? I don't, I don't think Clemson. Yeah. The way Tennessee gets rid of the ball, the, the strength yeah. of Clemson's their front seven. The weakness right. is their secondary. They, they haven't really covered people all year. That's why I think North Carolina's getting them this weekend. I don't go. think they can cover. North Carolina's receivers are close to Tennessee's receivers. They've got some really good football players. Yeah. And I don't – that's why I think Clemson doesn't beat them this weekend because I don't think secondary kids can keep up. But my deal, again, Tony, not to harp it too long here, but Joe staying around because of Hendon. Hendon's a senior – He's having great, great year. Yeah. I can see that. But hanging around with a bunch of freshmen and you're not the guy, that I just don't see. I just don't see that. So I think 
Honest to goodness, mm. I think the Tennessee quarterback situation, Joe's either it or not in this next game. He's got to perform. And in, in if it's the Orange Bowl or the Sugar Bowl, it sounds like it's going to be one of the two. Right. He's got to perform in that game, or I'm not sure he comes back. That he may just put himself in the draft. Yeah. The same way and just go for it and see if he can get on a team, even if he doesn't get drafted and goes as a free agent. That's my thought. We'll see what yeah. goes down. The thing about a guy like that, and you and I, George, are both we're all baseball fans. He's a pitcher that has a giant, a ginormous arm. A roll. He just doesn't Chapman. know where the ball's going. This guy can throw the ball 105 miles an hour if he's a uh, baseball pitcher, but he doesn't know where the ball's going. I mean, <laughs> can you teach him? Can you teach him an off-speed pitch? I mean, can you? You know, that's what this guy is, and he, and and I, I hate it that he looked that way Saturday night and. You know, people were saying, well, you know, it was the weather, it was this, it was that. I mean, it looked like the same thing to me. And, I, and I, look, that weather did not help. There's no question that weather didn't help. You can see the rain there in that shot. That's a really great shot right there, by the way. But, um, you know, the, at the end of it all, uh, that's a kid they've rooted for. They're rooting for internally. They like him. They wanted to work out for him. They wanted him to look better on Saturday night so he could gain some confidence. I don't think he takes confidence away from that performance the other night. I mean, I just don't think he does. No, but I'm not giving up on him. I, I, oh, no. And I promise you they're going to work really hard with him in these next sure. three weeks. He's yeah. now completely the guy for a while. Yeah. And uh, he's been the guy for a week and a half or so. Now mm-hmm. he's going to be the guy for a month. And mm-hmm. I, I just keep working on his fundamentals, man. He just – his fundamentals on the deep ball, Tony, are just really, really bad. So what do you see? Okay, tell, elaborate on that. What do you see, Watson, when you say that? He he, he raises his – he's got such a strong arm. He raises his left shoulder up in the air, and he throws at the clouds. He doesn't look at the target. He's, he don't come down and look at the target. You throw at the top of the helmet, and your eyes never leave that helmet. When You can throw it as hard as you want, Tony. If your eyes stay on your target on a deep ball, it's amazing the ball goes there. Whether you throw it hard, whether yeah. you lay it up, but the ball lands on the target. So I'll he doesn't you, look yeah. at the target. He I'll does not look at the target. He looks yeah. at the sky. And I think it's correctable. I promise you they're working with him on it. Yeah. He must lose his poise and just look up and just let the ball go. But let's show let's show the first one again. Yeah. where he beats Vandy's defender who is somewhere in Brentwood and it, let's just <laughs> let's just watch this again and, and see oh, God, where you're going good. with this Watson we can't see it close that one was not bad wasn't bad even even from a distance there he if you look close when he lets a ball go there's a jerk to him and watch his helmet right now it went See up his a little eyes bit. stay right on the target. Yeah. That's not a bad throw at all. No. But that, but now if we had one of those way overthrows, you'd mm-hmm. see a big difference. His shoulders up, his eyes. Well, you can't stick your shoulder up in the air and your eyes down. You have to keep your shoulders balanced and your eyes looking at your target. I'm telling you, if he ever gets that, it, there, there will be a change in him on the spot. You watch it. His fundamentals are really good when he runs the throw. Mm-hmm. But when he's in the pocket throwing deep balls, his fundamentals are awful. And I just, just hope and pray that some way he finally sees the light because 
they, that team could rally around him next year, but they can't, Tony, if he can't hit that pass. No. If he can't and, consistently yeah. hit that pass. He can't. Yeah. They, they don't even – they're one of the worst teams in the country at giving you space to lay a ball in because mm -hmm. their splits are so wide. Mm -hmm. Normally, you leave a receiver six yards to catch a ball. Mm -hmm. The receiver leaves six yards from the boundary so the quarterback can lay it over there. Tennessee's two yards from the boundary. Right. So you've got much less area to let the throw the ball in. Yeah. You've got to even be more accurate. Him and Hooker is the best in the country at it. Mm -hmm. That's why he was so successful because he could throw that pass. And Joe still hasn't been able to throw it. He hit it once the other night, and we just looked at it. We just well, you bragged it. on yeah, you bragged on Hooker earlier in the year. You told me this guy's got a quiet body when he's throwing the deep. Oh. He, he does. And this he doesn't let things around him bother him. Yeah. He's focused on his target. This guy's loud. This hook, this, I'm uh, telling this, you, he, this he's got guy. fantastic fundamentals on deep balls. That's why he's going to be a good NFL player. This, he hey, will Tony, be a really good NFL player. This before guy's like before we go anywhere, yeah. Yeah. Do you, basically, this is what I was going to get into in the next segment, Yeah, is Watson's fundamentals that he sort of got into yesterday yeah, uh, but we didn't have a lot of time. You want to stick around and and sure, I love you. Play along with all this. By the way, you missed out on some lousy bowling last night. Ton of fun. Yeah, not very good bowling. Next year he's got to come up. I'm playing. He's bringing his son, and I'm playing with him. My God, we, my he will be in my group in bowling next year. I'm getting my him to drive up. He's going to drive to Nashville, spend no. the night. And he's what, going, what are you going to do? With you. I'm spending the night with you, Watson. Okay, you can drive back to Cookville, and I'll take you halfway, and go. you can go on home from there. So there what are go. you going to do? You're going to bowl left-handed or tell him no. once he gets there? I'm, well, I'm, I'm going to have Brenda bowl with him, but I'm going to yeah, be standing that, there talking to him. I'm so you're sure not bowling either. That. You're like I am. I'm not blowing my shoulder out, guys. I love you. Well, oh, you bring your son, and we'll put your wife on the valley with my wife. Don't be a wuss bag. Let's go to the break. And then we'll get into more of this in a moment, so stick around. Okay. I know this is what Tony Basilio wants to ask Watson, so I'm going to beat Tony to the punch. Tony's back there reveling in the United States one nothing win over Iran uh, in the World Cup. You've been doing World Cup coverage. I know that. Mm-hmm. So here's the question I think you want to ask. So, Watson, you get brought in to fix Joe Milton. You are a quarterback whisperer. This guy's gotten in some bad habits. Tell us where you would start to fix him. I'd work him on the take a, just teach him throw a fade route. And I know they are. I, I just think he hadn't got it yet. I promise you they're teaching him these things. But I just put him out there, and I'd line up ten at a time. One go, next one go, and just let him throw them over and over and over. And uh, he he gets his elbow in a little too much. You got to get your hand on top of the ball where your point's coming down towards your target. If you see when those balls sail way over their heads, the point slightly up, and it goes ten yards past the receiver. You get your hand on top of the ball, and you when you get ready to let it go, your eyes never leave the top of the helmet of your receiver. You're not staring at the receiver the whole time. You're back there. You're holding the safety. You turn. You let it go, and your eyes – I don't care if you get knocked down. You still try to keep your eyes on that helmet. And I think it's he can fix this because he's talented. 
but he's just not accurate enough. When you watch him throw on the run, Tony and George, his fundamentals are really good. He throws better on the run when he gets mm-hmm. outside and breaks contain than he does sitting in the pocket. And sometimes even on his intermediate throws, he's 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 up and down with his elbow. When your elbow comes in, if you can see me here, when my mm-hmm. hand, my elbow's in, look where my hand is. Mm-hmm. When my elbow comes up, where does my hand go? Mm-hmm. On top of the ball. He throws too many balls like this, in my opinion. And when your hand's under the ball, the ball sails on you. It takes off. Mm-hmm. you got a lot more control of the ball when it comes out like that. And that's that's what I see. Uh, I see him throw great balls. He's just not consistent. But it's not from – it's more fundamental inconsistencies. And that may come from poison confidence too now. He may just get ants, antsy and 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 forget everything that he's been practicing. I don't know, but that's 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 what I see with him. That's why I keep sticking in his corner a little bit. Come on, Joe, do it next week. Do it in the Orange Bowl now or the Sugar Bowl. He didn't he didn't really come on at Vanderbilt. Let's you've still got another game here to show show that you can do this because I do think he's a. Team guy, I don't think he's an ego guy, George and Tony. No, I've watched him when Hendon Hooker did great. He was the first one to get to him. Yeah, he wasn't back in the back pouting because he's not playing. That's right. I think this guy's got everything. If he can get his throwing piece worked out, his deep ball throwing worked out, he could be their guy next year. But okay, but let me let me ask this, Watson, because Tony brought up a great point earlier. If at this point in your career, This hasn't happened. Is it true? I mean, can you fix him in three weeks off of Tony's looking at me going, yeah, I like that question. (laughs) You would say no, but a guy that's coached quarterbacks for 40 something years, you just never give up on them. And, you know, you know, you just don't give up on them. You just Mm -hmm. keep working with them till they, till they finally, finally hit it right. And, I know he's been coached really well. I, I'm not talking that now. Let's don't go there. He's been coached well. Tony nailed it. He's coached well at Michigan. He's been coached well at Tennessee. Yeah. But he hasn't done it yet. But I just still see fundamental things that if I'd like to see him throw when he does them right. When it's right, I'd like to see where the ball goes. I think the accuracy goes way up if he just just does it right. And it's two things. He gets a little here, like I do, my elbow in, and he looks up. He doesn't look down at the target. Here's a 6'5 guy. He ought to be able to look down at a target. But he looks up at a deep ball. And you cannot look. Your eyes cannot be above the receiver, George and Tony, when you let the ball go. It's going to be overthrown every time. (laughs) If there's any of my old quarterbacks watching this show right now, the one thing that they say every time they see me, they don't say, hi, Coach Harry. They say, don't overthrow the deep ball. That's, that's our you, I couldn't stand quarterbacks overthrowing the deep ball. I said, it's second and ten. You're not right. giving anybody any chance here. Don't. I'll underthrow it, and I'll get on the receiver if it's intercepted. But don't overthrow the deep ball. So you're so, hitting on something yeah. that I've believed in for 40 years. But Watson, your point about him and those wide splits is really well taken because last year in that piece that he played and then the other night, he throws balls out of bounds. 
Yes. You got to give receivers a chance, you know, and that's just, just a little, just a scintilla of inaccuracy makes that ball land out of bounds and nobody can get it at that. Yeah. I've, I've always thought Tony receivers love to hear the coach say to the quarterback, don't overthrow the deep ball. If it's underthrown, it's on the receiver. They like hearing that. Yeah. They like, they want the ball. They want a yeah. shot at either knocking the guy down and him not pick it off or they get it themselves. Yeah. And, and so I, I still think it's correctable. And George, you're dead on man. I, I, I would say 99% of the country would say, if he ain't done it by now, I don't know if he's going to do it, but. I'm going to give him three more weeks and see if he he does better in the next game. Mm-hmm. Tony, if he had our arm talent, George, if he had our arm talent, he'd already be on the bench. That's what that's what Watson's trying to say. Yeah, but he's Aroldis Chapman. That's right. <laughs> I stole that's that from somebody in the press box Saturday night. So let me ask this: So you stayed around for five, six, seven extra minutes. Did this at least get you started on a Friday show in Knoxville? you know what boy i hope so because i'll tell you the thing i'll tell you the thing that watson does well you know you as you and i were talking off the air about him i can see why you love watson so much because the truth is that's just great people right there i mean you say what you want to say and he's he's got wonderful takes in sports like i got friends i really love who have horrible takes and he's a good takesman too watson's got great takes too maybe you get the total package with Watson. Totally. The total totally. package. And he's hey, Tony, Tony, just as soon as you get off, he's back in my grill again. So don't, <laughs> don't worry about it. It's coming right back, buddy. Good stuff. He let he's his wife show bowl just for you right now. For God's sakes, he let his wife bowl for him. Hey. That's a smart Tony will do right the there. same thing next year when he comes. No, he delegating. will not. I will That's not allow delegating. that. Delegating. No. Tony and I'll be sitting Stop. back there critiquing both of them. That's what we're going to be doing. It's there not called plaster and wives celebrity bowling. It's plaster and friends. Well, are friends are not women friends? some too? Are you a yeah, chauvinist? No, they can be, but I don't know his wife. Well, you're going to know her here pretty quick when well, she comes. Apparently I will. So you're coming next year. Uh, <laughs> come on, Tony. Come on, Tony. <laughs> It's been alleged. It's been alleged. You know what I think we could do is probably auction you off. <laughs> oh, that, I'm sure that would sort of... finish a pretty penny. I'm sure that oh, would be real high in the Vanderbilt Five community with it, but <laughs> yeah. Like don't we have to don't we have to end this yeah someday uh, i know I was, I was, thank you guys hey no okay so what's the next event you got a post game show for so tomorrow night's basketball game, uh, we're doing a post-game show out of here. And then the soccer deal on Saturday, I'm, I was thinking we're going to have a post-game free Saturday and here the U.S. went and won today. So, <laughs> hey, man, it's uh, it's sponsored and you hey, if feed it's your family. Sponsored, you know what it's I mean? Happening. Yeah. <laughs> Eight o'clock in the morning. Enjoy. Yep. Thank you. Okay. Guys. How do they, how do they uh, get in on this? So tclub.team is my website. We have a blog up there every day. Like I've got a couple thousand words going up in the morning. Um, and you know, just, just keep my nose to the grindstone and it's going to be crazy in December, you know, with the player movement and then the signing early signing period, which makes no sense to me why they put it there with all this player movement. But 
again, I wouldn't want to be a division one football coach. You couldn't pay me enough. And I know in this league right now, they're paying these guys insane amounts of money, but you know, I see David Shaw crazy. Oh yeah. It's crazy. Thanks as always. Thank you guys.